It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Thank you for joining us for a Thursday edition of our podcast. We are grateful for your time, for your questions, for your stopping us at airports and otherwise telling us that you enjoy uh, Mary Langston's podcast. Uh, Very grateful for that and hope that you will keep the questions coming. It started to say it keeps my mind sharp. I'm not sure my mind ever was sharp. It keeps it from being like as dull as some of the knives in our kitchen. We'll put it that way. How's that? That'll work. But I agree, not about your mind, but about them sending questions and thoughts. And we always appreciate when they share compliments too. And we always well, love your thoughts too, too, Trey. Well, I don't yes, get you those. Do. Those must I be know. for you. Yeah. No, we appreciate how you break things down for us because the world is a little complicated. So we appreciate that. Uh, it is on one level, very complicated. But um, sometimes people want us to think things are complicated because they want us to believe that they're the only ones who can figure it out. But Mm -hmm. I don't believe that. I think with enough thought and applying logic and gathering enough facts, um, most of us can reach the right conclusion for the right reasons, usually. Mm -hmm. I second that, too. Well, we have a lot of great questions today, so we better get started. Like we said, we appreciate you all for sending us your thoughts and your questions each week. We'll start with a question from Ernie in Texas. He writes, what do you think of the new speaker, Mike Johnson? Speaker Mike Johnson, um, Ernie from the great state of Texas, uh, he is a wonderful person. He is smart and thoughtful and humble. He was a delight to serve with. We were um, not there for a super long time together, but we were on judiciary. Very, very prepared, uh, measured. I don't want to say understated, but understated. Um, He's you know, been on our TV show a few times since we left. He's just a good, decent person who happens to be in public service for the right reasons. So that's Mike Johnson from the great state of Louisiana. Speaker Mike Johnson has a really hard job. Uh, my guess is he knew that ahead of time, but it is being confirmed for him right now. Uh, to be the leader, folks have to be willing to follow. And that, I mean, if you, <laughs> what was it the old speaker used to say? If you're a leader and nobody is following, then you're just a guy or a gal out for a walk. Mm -hmm. I mean, literally, you're just out for a walk because there's nobody following you. So leaders have to have people willing to accept their leadership and and therefore follow. Uh, And that is hard with some elements of the current GOP conference. And it's hard in 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 our current political cultural environment where if you have Twitter or X or whatever you call it, You can criticize the Speaker of the House and get traction because this is the way the game is played. Somebody that you and I've never heard of before, Mary Langston, and for usually for pretty good reason. We just never heard of them. They criticize Mike Johnson. They criticize him from the right that he I mean, he's been there. What a week Mm. (laughs) that he's not whatever enough. And that gets traction usually from publications on the left. Because the left wants to use dissent 
to sow the seeds of discord. And they're great at doing it. And oh, by the way, people on the right are great at aiding and abetting that. Um, I, I've said it a million times. Well, maybe not a million because that's a lot. But I used to say it back to young members of the House. If you want to make a little bit of news, uh, criticize the other side. If you want to make a lot of news, criticize your own team. And now you don't have to tell people that because they figured it out. Uh, the ones that crave fame. Here's the last thing I'll say to Ernie from the great state of Texas. Um, It is worth noting, or let me just say this, it did not escape my attention. Let's phrase it that way. Whether or not you think it's worth noting or not is up to you. It did not escape my attention that Mike Johnson consistently supported Kevin McCarthy. He voted for him for speaker. He opposed the motion to vacate. He was not one of the eight. He's Going to have to do a short-term CR, just like his predecessor, Kevin McCarthy, did. It costs Kevin McCarthy his job. It, it will not and should not cost Mike Johnson his job. But then again, it should never have cost Kevin his either. What it does illustrate to me is the sheer sophistry, the sheer hypocrisy of those who, in fact, remove Kevin. Now, what does that have to do with Mike Johnson? It's the same cast, and there may be a brief honeymoon period, but the moment they believe that they can sacrifice you for their own political expediency, for their own higher ambitions, and many of these eight have higher ambitions, many of them, uh, then they're going to do so. If you go back and look, and I happen to do it, you go back to the day that Kevin was removed and you hear the complaints on the floor of the house, the kind of manufactured excuses for I mean, you certainly can't say I'm removing someone because I personally don't like them. You can't say that. So you have to manufacture reasons. One of the reasons manufactured was that Kevin was, you know, bought and paid for by lobbyists and fundraisers. Well you go 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 check the contributions of, of the eight and see how many of them also take money from those same groups. And yet the new speaker is using the exact same fundraiser that Kevin McCarthy used. So nothing changed there, nor should it have changed there. The speaker's job is to keep the majority. That requires money. It requires fundraising. People on that that gang of eight, they don't raise money for the whole conference. They don't raise money for other people. They raise money for themselves. Somebody's got to raise money for the larger family, for people that are in really tough districts. And Kevin was great at that. Mike will in time become, I think, good at that if they're patient with him and give him time. But the notion that somehow there's some fiscal purity with with the new regime is, again, the word of sophistry. Uh, then there was, you know, the, the eight said they oppose Speaker McCarthy, because he did not send a subpoena to Hunter Biden. Uh, Well, neither has anybody else, and they still have not. And they probably won't. And it won't matter if they do. He's not going to come. He's not going to produce documents. He's not going to be held in contempt. Just as some on the right refused to cooperate with Democrat investigations, and they were not held in contempt. So, Ernie, to put a bow on it, Mike will do very, very, very well um, if they leave him alone and give him just the smallest modicum of grace in a job that never should have been open in the first place because they refused to extend that grace to his predecessor. 
And so you asked me about Mike Johnson. Let me tell you a little something about Kevin McCarthy. It, it'd be easier to get bitter. It'd be easy to say, why did y'all do this to me and you're not going to do it to him? And to know Kevin McCarthy is to know that that thought has not crossed his mind. It was wrong to do to him. It is therefore wrong to do to anyone else. He does not want to see the same thing happen to other people that happened to him. So it's a hard job. He will keep it so long as that little small incorrigible group within the GOP conference thinks it's politically advantageous to hang on to him. And when they don't, they will um, put themselves ahead of everyone else like they did um, in early October of this year. Well, thank you so much, Trey. And thank you, Ernie, for your question. We'll answer more of your questions when we come back. Precise, personal, powerful. It's America's weather team in the palm of your hands. Get Fox weather updates throughout your busy day every day. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Our next question is from Bobby in South Carolina. He writes, in light of the alleged incidents of jury tampering in the Murdoch case, do you think his chances of obtaining and winning an appeal have increased? Well, they've definitely increased, uh, Bobby, from the great state of South Carolina, but, but not by much. I don't think, although it's too early to tell, and I'll tell you why. I mean, jury interference, jury tampering is incredibly serious. I cannot... I cannot overstate what a serious, really unprecedented infraction that is. But for now, it is an allegation. We have not heard from the clerk of court. We have not heard from, really, I have not heard from any witnesses. We've not had an evidentiary hearing where people in positions are examined and then cross-examined. So here's what we know. The allegations are serious. This was an incredibly incredibly sober fact pattern upon which he was convicted. So this is not like getting a new trial in a speeding case. It's not minimizing speeding cases, but it's certainly not double homicide. This is double homicide. It doesn't get any more important than that. So the stakes are high and judges will be aware of that. The allegations are serious. And, and for those who maybe haven't been following, the allegations include these, commenting on the believability of witnesses, including the defendant himself. So the judge took great care to make sure the jury knows that you and you alone decide the credibility of witnesses. People don't just like call into the jury room and say, hey, I used to know, you know, I used to know you, know, John or Steve or. Terry or Mary Langston, and you can believe them or can't believe them. You got to decide that for yourself. Twelve people in the room. So commenting on the believability of witnesses, especially the defendant, when he or she testifies is just incredibly serious. Encouraging jurors to reach quick decisions. That is not the job of the clerk. The job of the clerk is not to say a word except what would you like for lunch or would you like a smoke break? That, that's the job of the clerk. I mean, the other allegation is lobbying to have a juror replaced because there was a belief that that juror was sympathetic to the defense. Again, incredibly important, serious allegation, but nonetheless, just an allegation at this point. So even if those allegations are proven, 
it does not automatically and necessarily follow that a new new trial would be granted. Perhaps, perhaps this is what happened, Mary Langston. I could be wrong. Uh, And Bobby from the great state of South Carolina. Mm. It could be that she did say something about the believability of a witness. And it could be that every member of the jury panel rejected what she said. Mm. You see what I'm saying? It's an important thing that happened, but it was of no consequence. That's why we have to have a hearing. If someone was persuaded now, now this is where it's tricky and I'm not going to go all into this. There may be a judge that says, no, you don't have to show prejudice. You don't have to show that there was like some net result bad that came from this. You just have to prove that something bad happened. Usually that is not the rule. The rule is, okay, she came in and said, don't believe Alex Murdoch. The 12 of us, as soon as she left the room, said, that's a crazy woman. She's not going to tell us what to do. We'll make up our own minds. So, yeah, it happened. It just had no impact. Your question was the chances. Yeah, they've gone up, but I don't think by much. I remain of the belief the conviction and sentence will be affirmed on appeal. Uh, The matter will probably be assigned to Judge Cliff Newman, who may or may not hear it. He may refer it to someone else. There may be an evidentiary hearing. There probably will be. And then we'll get to test those allegations and we'll all get to see for ourselves whether or not the allegations have the ring of truth to them or not. Well, thank you so much, Trey. Our last question is from John in Maryland. He writes, if you could add an amendment to the U.S. Constitution, what would it be and why? Probably that I don't have to pay income taxes. <laughs> just, But just me. I mean, no, you, I, probably you too. I'd include you in that also. Oh, good. Oh, good. Um, no, I wouldn't do that. Uh, (laughs) There are three that probably at different point. Well, two and then a thought that I haven't really figured out entirely. So I don't want to list it as one because it's Mm -hmm. very, I'm going to say provocative. But if misinterpreted, if someone were to misinterpret what I was saying, it would be um, incendiary. So I'll go with two and then I'll give one food for thought. Um, requiring American citizens between the ages of 18 and 25 to spend at least 12 months in public service. They can pick what they want to do. They can pick among different fields and have to have anything to do with military, doesn't have to have anything to do with anything that violates their religious or social or moral or whatever. But part of being a citizen is helping the country as a whole. Uh, some people do it voluntarily. Some people have to be encouraged to do it. You know, you were over in Israel not that long ago, Mary Langston, and, and mm-hmm. you know, military service is mandatory there. They don't say, hey, what are your views? I mean, I guess right. maybe Orthodox Orthodox folks don't have to. Maybe. I don't I don't even know that for sure. But so public service, number two, is one I'll talk a whole lot about. And I'll tell you why at the very end. But term limits. For federal office holders, it's not going to work for state office holders. I mean, the you know, federal government can't tell state office holders what kind of term limits to have. Mm-hmm. But I would have one term for the president. The president would not have, you know, up to two full terms. One term for six years. No reelection. Do your best. Go back to private life. Don't spend your entire first term trying to get a second term. One term for six years. Four terms in the House, which equals eight years if my math is right. Two terms in the Senate, which equals 12 years. I will tell 
folks, what I used to tell folks, this is not the cure-all that some may think it would be. People are still not going to act differently until the very end. Uh, they will do the exact same thing they do now, which is try to get reelected until they're no longer able to get reelected. And then you'll see a change. But it will get rid of the institutionalization, if that is a word, and it's probably not, of the House and Senate. I mean, the media loves to talk about these, you know, venerable you know, folks that have been here 40, 50 years. I just I don't think that's what it was designed for. I don't think it's necessarily good for the country. And turnover is good. So here's the third one. I have a really hard time conceptualizing this. And given our history with poll taxes and other means of discriminating against voters um, mm-hmm. on the basis of a gender race uh, who just wanted to exercise their right to vote, I have not fully worked this out in my mind. But if you don't know anything about your country and you don't know anything about your government and you don't know anything about civics and you don't know anything about the way the system was designed to work, then perhaps you should educate yourself before you vote. You shouldn't have to make people educate themselves. You shouldn't have to do it. But somehow or another, I mean, it just, to me, it is heartbreaking to hear people that have no idea how many branches of government we have. To me, it is hard. I mean, people have no idea who they're elected. I mean, I remember I did. I shouldn't say this, but hopefully nobody's listening. (laughs) I remember, I think it might have been Sunday school class back when Terry used to let me go. She she shouldn't let me go anymore because I embarrass her. But I think they wanted me to talk, which was another big mistake. (laughs) And I asked them how many of them could name all nine Supreme Court justices. I don't think anybody could. Mm. All right. So how about five? about three then you get on down to one and then you go you know state senators state lawmakers and look i'm i'm not i'm not i don't want anybody to misunderstand me i'm not in favor of literacy tests i'm not in favor of poll taxes i'm not in favor i want as many people to participate in this democracy as can possibly participate mm-hmm. i just think they ought to educate themselves i just think that is not too much to ask When I hear people interviewed on Election Day and these so-called comedians, you know, they play play games with people. They say, you know, did you know that Joe Biden was in favor of building a wall with an alligator moat? And they, they give all the Republican positions and they attribute it to Joe Biden. And you can see this look on people's faces where they don't have any idea whether that's true or not. They were just told. You should go vote for this candidate or you should go vote for that candidate. And that's kind of what I want to reject. I just whether it's a TV show host, whether it's a podcast host, whether it's a radio show host, whether it's somebody from the pulpit, somebody at the grocery store on the golf course. We should not vote simply because somebody told us how to vote, how to like codify that. There probably isn't a way to codify that. I mean, you can make people take civics, but you can't make them learn it. I mean, I had to take trigonometry. I don't know it, but it's just uh, just voting. I mean, there's so many people don't have the opportunity to vote. The gift of being able to participate in their own governance, and you can't get people to like even educate themselves at all, at all. So, all right, well, that little mini rants over. I don't know. What would you do, Mary Langston? 
Mm, I'm not sure. I like the ones that you chose because the I mean, one about not paying income taxes. Well, not that one, uh, but the one about serving, and I think that'd be very important for people to do, especially at a young age. Um, I do too. You know, people start hearing, you know, you have to do this, and they start calling you a fascist and authoritarian and a bunch of other words mm-hmm. they probably can't define, as if you know, freedom is a synonym for like an utter lack of gratitude, commitment, obligation. I mean, I just, I don't view it that way. When you serve other people, I think it may have been Tolstoy. You know, I like him. Mm-hmm. Someone said the essence of life is serving other people. Mm-hmm. Well, I know. I mean, you a very devout uh, spiritual person. I'm sure Christ said things very similar to that, but not not trying to force religion on anybody. I mean, mm-hmm. I'd be the last person to do that. But serving other people is a good thing. So it is, and I think we learn about ourselves through it too. Oh, uh, you do. There's so many portions of it that are good for us. I think so. Those were great ideas, Trey, and those are all the questions we have for today. Well, thank the Lord. Um, we made it through. <laughs> I got a little loquacious, if we can use that word. I hope we can. I think we can. Mm-hmm. Um on some of my answers, but I do that all the time. So thank you. Keep the questions coming. I will become pithier uh, in time, probably because I won't. I mean, the longer you talk, the less you remember the original question. I've also (laughs) found that to be a challenge that you go off on a rant and then you can't like remember what the question was. Well, we always appreciate you going in detail, especially on these topics today. And we always appreciate y'all sending us your questions because it has us thinking and we hope you'll keep sending them our way. Um, hope everybody has a great week. Uh, we send do. your questions and Mary Langston, next time I see you, you can give me your constitutional amendment, what you would that change. Sound, that sounds like a plan and we'll see y'all next Thursday. Alrighty, bye-bye. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. Put the power of over 100 meteorologists and the worldwide resources of Fox in your hands with the Fox Weather Podcast. Precise, personal, powerful. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.